0: coming up crazy eyes beef pies and i don't know some other shit i i'm too drunk to rhyme (laughs) we're also gonna have the devil eats out and the terrible vengeance of ariel all this and more on this relatively unscripted episode of kiss the goat
1: let's consider the horror movies that delve into the supernatural realm with a particular focus on demonic activity
2: the devil's work
1: i'm cootie and my name is x and this is (laughs) kiss
0: Kiss the the goat. goat close the doors kids paint the windows black and tell your mom you need some private time you're listening to devil stuff welcome to ktg where the satanic panic lives forever this is episode thirty-six of Kiss the Goat, and
1: welcome to it. Hey, before we get too far into this madness, let us clasp hands, sit cross legged in a circle, and pull down our zippers as we invoke the lovely spirit of the anti-saint of Kiss the Goat, Cindy Sin Fallon.
0: I was raised by wolves. <laughs> <laughs> This is the original Sin, Cindy Sin Fallon. (laughs) Thank you, Sin. Your crazy laughter endures forever. It's a Saturday night,
1: and as daylight savings time kind of wends its inexorable way towards us, we welcome our newfound control over the man-made construct known as time by gaining another hour of
0: drinking. Hell yeah! Spring forward, knock one back.
1: Now we got a shit ton of stuff to roll through tonight, which is awesome because it feels like my brain is leaking out of the neural net input port on the back of my neck.
0: Shit! You got one of those? I know kung fu. <laughs> All right, crazy guys, stop trying to intro and intro. We'll be back in a minute,
1: whatever a minute it is.
0: What are you doing? This is the intro that's not an intro that's going to break
1: i introed the break (laughs) it's not the same well then you should have said outro
0: what that's not even a word
1: it is according to nwa
0: (laughs) well they're wrong too straight out of knoxville (sighs) we'll be back
2: Once there was a show called the Not-So-Evil Episode Sidecast. It was a long name, Batman, no one could ever remember it. They released 25 episodes of brilliant film criticism. And like that, he's gone. Now, six months later... We're back! I didn't know we were gone. We've got a brand new name, new
1: movies to review, but the same old attitude. Foul language and obscure references? Count me in! Each episode we pick a topic, watch four movies related to that topic, then bicker amongst ourselves to decide which film is the best.
0: We're the Theme Warriors!
1: Join Iris, Jeffrey X. Martin, Doug Tilly, and myself for Theme Theme Warriors! Warriors. Four people, four movies, one dynamite show. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Horophilia Network of podcasts, as well as the Legion Podcast Network.
0: That's the Theme Theme Warriors. Warriors! Don't want to sleep no more. Who are you, people? Welcome back to Kiss the Goats. KTG ain't nothing to fuck with. Please, Whitey, stop.
1: Parents just don't understand.
0: Speaking of parents, let's meet a South African mother who felt the need to involve her young daughter in some of the craziest psychobabble we've heard in a long time. Get your holy sneakers on as the power of bullshit compels you to get your exercise.
2: It's the power of Christ that compels you. The power of Christ compels you. That the power of Christ compels you. 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 Are you sick? Are you miserable? Are you crippled? You my kind of people?
1: This particular exorcism comes to us from Lagos, Nigeria, in West Africa, where the prophet. I don't know. How do you get that title? That's great. (laughs) Isn't it, though? (laughs) I hope there's a lot of fishing. In Lagos, that way he could be a net prophet. Um, anyway, the, the prophet TV Joshua is faced by a woman who claims to be. Uh, you'll, you'll hear. Just shh, here, here we go. Fake Martin with Jesus.
3: I speak you.
4: I am from the ocean.
3: Who are you in the ocean? I'm
0: the spirit of lust. So? She's the spirit of lust, and she comes from the ocean holy shit this woman is possessed by ariel <laughs> the little mermaid is inhabiting this woman's body so i guess she got those legs she was always after
3: what happened to her marriage
4: she will not have affection for her husband
3: she wouldn't have affection for her husband
4: no i told what her what has winter. that caused
3: between her and her husband
4: they and- used to fight
3: who, who, who caused the fight? Me? You caused the fight?
4: Yes.
1: You know, I think it's the royal we that really sells this one. A woman talking about
3: herself in the third person. Who is this?
4: It's her daughter. It's her
3: daughter. Is, is she not your daughter? No. Who is she to you?
4: I make her frustrate.
3: You frustrate her?
4: Mm. How do you do it? Disobedience. Uh-huh. and make her feel that she's not listening to her mother
3: why do you do that to her as little as she is
4: I want her to make her hate her mother
3: to make her hate her mother yes. Will you be able to, to achieve that? how are
4: you I'm
3: fine. who is she to you
4: my mommy
3: my she said you're her mom
4: no I'm not her mom okay tell her you my mommy? No, I have nothing to do with her.
3: you sure she's your mom?
0: But but how fucked up is it for her daughter to be there? I mean, this kid is maybe four years old, hearing her mother say she isn't her mother. If you look closely, you can actually see the phobias being born behind her little eyes.
3: (laughs) How long have you been living in this body?
0: Since she was
4: small, eight years.
3: Eight years? We yes. Don't. You house? Yes. How did you enter her house?
4: I sent a boy.
3: You sent a boy?
4: Yes. What did the
3: boy do to her? What he initiated don't. her. Yes, you want her. look at her,
2: you know you do,
3: possible she wants you to. There is one way to ask her, you don't
2: take a word, not a single word.
4: It's because of this ministry
3: because of this ministry yes what is wrong with this ministry that you don't like
4: it sets people free
3: it sets people free yes from
4: darkness
3: from darkness yes what is your trouble with that? Is it's not a good thing to set people free from darkness
4: no we hate people
3: you hate people being set free from darkness yes oh of
1: course it's about this ministry The demons hate this ministry so much that they go running right towards it for deliverance. <laughs> it's like having an intense hatred of halibut and applying for a job at Long John Silver's.
3: <laughs> and next time you leave his body, come out the much Jesus, you demon! The moment this.
4: Come out In of our, God. you spirit of lust!
3: Out the much more Jesus! In the life of this woman. Come out the much Jesus! Out! maléfique a détruit sa vie. C'est à ne pas de l'affection pour son mari. In Jesus name. Thank Elle est Elle a reçu sa délivrance la puissance du Saint Esprit. Avez-vous Je Fine.
4: Sure? Yes. Who is this? This is my daughter. It's, huh? it's my daughter. Are
3: you sure it's your daughter? Yes. You say you don't know her?
4: No, I gave birth to her. Huh?
3: You gave birth to her? Yes. Are well, you are denying her just now?
4: No, I will never deny her. you never deny me her? No. So she's no. your daughter?
3: Yes. You said you are the spirit of lust living inside
4: no, her. I no, I cannot be a spirit. So not very
3: demonized. you is out, so you're free, okay?
4: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. La deja. Are you happy
3: now that she says yes. you're her daughter? Yes. Are you happy? Yes. Give her a Feliz. hug.
4: Thank you. you. Gracias. Thank you, Jesus. Oh,
0: that's it? So there's no slapping the woman on the face, no driving the spine of the Bible into her kidneys. I'm really kind of disappointed. That was extremely anticlimactic. And there you go. Ariel
1: has returned to her underwater kingdom, and her daughter is hopefully able to bury these memories somewhere in her pliable little brain where they won't haunt her forever and ever.
0: Everybody, calm down. Don't forget to breathe. That's it for Get Your Exercise. We'll be back after this to talk about this episode's movie. What more are you for?
3: Under the
0: sea,
3: under the sea, darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me.
2: Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. (laughs) Most effective, your majesty. We'll destroy this Earth. Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in Wool Rocket Ajax.
3: So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Hail Hail Ming. Hell, Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the visua screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? <laughs> Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction Yeah And watch the movies And talk about them
2: The Helming Power Hour Disobedience to Ming For now
3: You can find us at Legion Podcast You can find us on Facebook iTunes We're on Twitter We're on Instagram At WW You know what Just Google it for yourself Just Google
2: it you Hell Ming. Breaking two, electric boogaloo, samurai cop, army of darkness,
3: flash dance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 we might destroy the planet if the flash dance. <laughs> A young boy infects an entire town with rabies and turns a group of men into a band of bloodthirsty zombies ravaging a peaceful countryside. I drink your blood will make your blood curdle and your skin (laughs) crawl. But you will sit there and suffer through the tortures of the damned. this shocking ugliness. Splashing across the screen, you will ask yourself, what acts of sadism will this electric knife be used for? What horrors will be performed with this axe? This hose? This dagger? This gun? This sword? all the implements necessary to make this the ultimate in adult horror films. We have painted a bloody picture, but it is only a small part of what actually takes place in I Drink Your Blood. Can you take it? If you have a strong constitution, we challenge you to test it and sit through. I drink your blood.
1: Welcome back to Kiss the Goat. And you've just heard one of the greatest trailers ever to come from the Grindhouse era. The preview for I Drink Your Blood. A 1971 horror flick that is so (laughs) batshit, banana pants, insane. I'm not even sure if we could do justice to
0: it. I don't know if we can. But, you know, it's really pretty out there. And fans are going to recognize the music from the film as a sample in Rob Zombie's song, Feel so numb. I Drink Your Blood is one of the first movies ever to receive an
1: X rating for violence. So a lot of prints that you see in this movie are they they're hacked up. They're missing specific scene elements.
0: Not anymore, though. We're gonna be taking a look at the new Grindhouse release Blu-ray of I Drink Your Blood, fully restored and gorier than ever. And I am
1: ridiculously excited to not only talk about that specific release but the movie itself because it's about time that this movie got more eyes on it
0: i mean how can you not want to watch a movie with such a lurid (laughs) title well the title might lead you to think that this is an old vampire movie but it's not vampires you got to deal with in this flick it's hippies fucking hippies (laughs) you know fucking hippies but these are weird sort of like transient fucking psychedelic rock and roll sadistic hippies they're like they're not your 60s flower child kind of hippies
1: yeah it's really not your uh peace love and happiness kind of hippies running around these guys are called sados
2: sados sons
1: and daughters of satan
2: Let it be known to all the spirits that I am a Capricorn living in the 10th house, the house of our Lord Satan. Let it be known to all the spirits that I, Horace Bones, was born into hell and reborn to this earth. Let all the spirits hear, I am the firstborn son of Satan. He commands my thoughts. I speak his words the book of the dead. Sons and daughters of Satan, put aside your worldly things and come to me.
0: Yeah, and when these sons of bitches stop to imagine, they're imagining bloodshed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that was good. Um, Thanks. And they're really strange. They're really kind of like the eight is enough cult. Because <laughs> you got the one eight girl. Eight is enough cult? Yeah, because they're, they're, they're each, they're all very specific in which role they play. So it's kind of like a sitcom. Oh, this one's the mute girl. She doesn't talk. Oh, this one's the pregnant girl. And she wears a wig for no fucking reason. Uh,
0: oh, here's no the black reason. guy. no i beg to differ her haircut looks like somebody came at her with a weed eater that is a good reason to wear the wig that she wears kind of thought her haircut was cool no dude she's got the worst (laughs) kind of worst kind of white trash trailer park bull dyke mullet it's horrible Hey, there's also a black guy, <laughs> and an Asian
1: chick, and an Asian woman who dresses like she comes out of a Charlie Chan movie from the 30s. Uh
0: huh, and a guy with a accent you really can't place that dresses like a Native American. Right, and that's the leader, and his name is Horace Bones. And then you got a couple of nondescript white guys that nobody yeah, cares just, about. Yeah,
1: just some white guys. Big fucking deal. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Horace Bones is the man who. I can't even do his ascent, but, uh, he tells people he's the son of Satan and he's, he was born into hell and that everybody should take acid because Satan did and that's cool, whatever. So anyway, they're off in the woods having their weird little, uh, naked ass killing chickens ritual and, um, they're being watched. From from the forest by a little towny girl named Sylvia, and they spot her, and they um, well they she tries to run away, and they catch her, and I think that they rape her. I mean, I know they beat her up, but I'm pretty sure they rape her also, because when she comes kind of straggling out of the trees into the center of town, she's she's <laughs> she's walking funny.
0: She is walking funny, and she's she's gripping the area betwixt her legs kind of tightly and yeah. hunched over. But they never really say that she was raped, and you never really see it. It's just kind of just kind of hinted at, maybe by her her body language. So maybe she just got a real bad
1: UTI out there in 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 the forest.
0: Hey, you know it's possible. You got to be careful where you roll around. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so poor Sylvia is beat all the bloody hell after her encounter with the Satanists, so she goes running well you know, kinda crawling back (laughs) to (laughs) limping. limping back to town, and uh, uh, her family finds her in the middle of the street, and this is where we kind of get introduced to the town that this, this movie revolves around, and it's this little bitty town that used to have a population of like 400 until they started to build a dam, and now it's a population of like 40, and I'm convinced that 37 of those are just men working on the dam.
1: And here's my favorite thing about about the town. It's called Valley Hills.
0: (laughs) What? No. You can't have both. Oh, but they do in this movie. I guess so. (laughs) Valley Hills. And I'm not even really sure what they're building a dam for because the only water we see throughout the entire movie is just this, like, three-inch deep kind of stream (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. in the middle of the forest. So I don't know what they're damming up, but they're working really hard at building this dam. I don't know. Maybe they're just fighting
1: off a beaver invasion. Ah. I don't know. So, anyway, um, yeah, Sylvia is at home with her grandfather, Doc Banner, which sounds a lot more cool than it is because this guy's like 90. But anyway, he's 90
0: and he's a veterinarian.
1: Right. Not a real doctor. Um, The Satanists have this groovy car that they've spray-painted with, like, you know, flowers and sigils from the Key of Solomon. And the car breaks down. They don't have money to fix it, so they just push it over a hill.
0: With one of their members asleep in the back, just for shits
1: and giggles. Funny, funny, ha-ha. Now, since the town is abandoned... Um, Mildred, the woman who runs the local bakery, says, you know what? You can pretty much stay anywhere because all this shit's abandoned. Uh, but there are a lot of rats and gross things, so be on the lookout for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the the group, the, what is it, SADOS? That's what they call yes. themselves, right? Yes. It, it stands for the sons and daughters of Satan. Right. Dun, dun, dun. So they come into ca- town, and they go into this little bakery, and the main chick of the movie what was her name Sylvia? skipper mildred is no not mildred mildred she looks like skipper she looks like barbie's cousin Skipper, the brunette
1: yeah oh she does have the bump it that looks like encephalitis you're
0: right she does anyway she runs the bakery like you already said, and the only reason the bakery is still open is to provide food for the men who are working at the dam. So they come into town, they find the bakery, and like you said, Skipper tells them, you know, there's there was a hotel here, but it's been boarded up for like four years and everything's going to be tore down. So good luck. So the group is like, yay, we have our pick of the town because nobody lives here and we can stay in any building we want to. So they choose to go to the old hotel and they break into it. Which, at this point, what, the little kid? What is the kid's name? Pete. Pete. He looks like Bobby Griffin. Not Bobby Griffin. Bobby Hill. Hill. Not Griffin. Same thing. He looks like Bobby Hill. Who the fuck's Bobby Griffin? I have no idea. I was thinking of Family Guy, and I was like, wait, there's not a Bobby in Family Guy. But there's a Bobby in King of the Hill. Anyway, uh, he's like, don't team. go in there. There's... <laughs> but there is in Meat Pie. That's right. <laughs> Which is about to and, become really important. It's an anagram of, I don't know what he was talking about. Anyway, so little, little Bobby Griffin Hill guy follows them up to the hotel and he yells at them as they're going in, trying to break into this hotel. He's like, it's not safe. And they're like, why not? And he says, well, it's haunted and there's rats. <laughs> and it's haunted by rats. <laughs> it's, it's a rat haunting, it's really dangerous. But, you
1: know, the Satanists give no shits about rat hauntings or anything like that. They go through and they, they kind of round up a lot of the rats and barbecue them and eat them.
0: So yummy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is before um, PETA was around. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> I really think that those were actually rats on a skewer that they threw on that fire. Pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Anyway,
1: 90-year-old Doc is really mad about what the cult did to his sweet granddaughter, Sylvia. So he goes after all eight of them with a shotgun.
0: Yeah, Gramps is pissed. He goes storming into that hotel ready to kick some ass with his shotgun.
1: It doesn't work.
0: No, he doesn't fare too well. They, uh, they kind of turn on him, take his shotgun away from him and break his glasses and kick the shit out of him and then dose him with acid.
1: Right. Like so, you do. Like you do. And so Pete comes, to, he's like, where's my grandpa? Where's grandpa? And, you know, like, he's right here, little pudgy boy. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, they send Grandpa Doc home just tripping
0: balls. Tripping balls, yeah. He gets, he
1: gets back to the, he's sitting down in the kitchen, he's like playing with the salt and pepper shakers, like, like, like their horns. Yeah. <laughs> on his, on they his look head they like
0: horns though they're like these long pointy silver things
1: yeah but that's like that's
0: that's how he's tripping it. it cracks me up it's like these
1: are awesome holy <laughs> shit these fucking salt shakers great
0: <laughs> Yeah, so little Bobby Hill Griffin guy decides that he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> go and and seek revenge for what they've done to his grandpa after Sylvia explains to him because you don't know much about nothing, do ya? That uh, their grandfather is tripping on LSD is what she calls it, and apparently it makes people crazy. So he's angry and he grabs grandpa's shotgun and he goes back to go out to the the hotel to shoot these people I guess. I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. But on his way through the woods, he meets up with a rabid dog. And well, he no, shoots he, the he, rabid he dog. He knew the mad
1: dog was out there cuz he had seen it. So he oh, was did he? Yeah, so he was actually going after the rabid dog and it was kind of amazing that um he found the rabbit, because remember, he took all the stuff with him. He took rubber gloves. He took a syringe. He took. No,
0: he went back the next. He went back after he shot the dog with all that stuff.
1: Oh, I thought he had it all packed with him. Okay.
0: No. Well, no, then, maybe, back after...
1: well then maybe you are right.
0: I missed the if if he knew about the rabid dog ahead of time I missed that. Okay. I thought he was going back to the hotel to like shoot those motherfuckers with you know their little devil cult with his grandpa's shotgun and then he just happened to meet the the rabid dog on the way and he shot it. Well, I admit and that then, makes more
1: sense, but it's like the dog was wearing a sign around its neck. Hello, I am rabid.
0: Well, yeah, but it tried to attack him in the woods, and so that's why he shot it, and I think he realized that it was rabid because it was all – you know looked like it had been brushing its teeth with extra foamy crest or something.
1: Well, and so now here's the important part is that once he realizes he's got a dead rabid dog, he does get a syringe, and he's got rubber gloves, and he goes to the dog, and he withdraws a pretty
0: large sample of – dead dog blood he does and the scene where he's prepping to go back out there to get the blood is fantastic because he's in grandpa's little clinic area you know because he's a veterinarian and and he has a clinic in his house and uh he goes into his clinic and he gets his little black bag you know that doctors carry (laughs) (laughs) and he starts going through all of his things. He picks up like an IV bag and and nods his head like, yeah, I can use this, and he packs it in the bag, and he picks up this huge fucking syringe that looks like you could inseminate like an elephant with, and (laughs) and he pulls the plunger back. And pushes it in and then shakes his head like, no, no, that won't do. And he lays it down and he starts rummaging around some more and he finds a smaller syringe, which is still big enough to, like, inject a large horse, I guess, and does the same routine. He pulls the plunger out and pushes it back in and nods his head packs it in the bag and then he digs around some more and finds some gloves and he snaps the gloves just for the benefit of the audience so that we know that these are indeed latex gloves and then he nods his head, packs them in the bag and then takes his little black bag out into the forest to find the corpse of this rabid dog and then he gets the blood yep (laughs) Which is really thick and kind of pink. It's very like <laughs> giallo colored blood. It it's is. fantastic. It's a latexy. <laughs> so I guess once he kills the rabid dog, he's like, oh, idea. I'm not going to go and like shoot eight people in this just insane fit of, of passion. I'm going to do something a little more devious. He
1: takes the blood. And he injects it into eight meat pies. (laughs) And these meat pies are pretty much what the Satanists have been living on. They sell them to the people cheap, whatever. So they come in. Yeah, we want food. I have some meat pies. "Ah, We don't want no meat pies. It's breakfast. And the kids are like, are you sure? They are hot and fresh out of the oven.
0: (laughs) But the pies are fresh and they're ready now. You must eat these. We got a special one a quarter a piece,
3: if you take a dozen.
2: All right, we take the meat pies.
3: Mm, that's yummy. No, no, not me. We'll make a baker out of you yet,
2: Kate. Nope, I'm going to be a veterinarian.
0: Times is hard, Mrs. Lovett. Right?
2: <laughs> they are ready now. You take the
1: meat
0: pie. <laughs> So they do. They take the meat pies, they go back to the little hotel, and they all sit around in probably one of the most disgusting dinner scenes since Dead Alive.
1: Oh, yeah. You don't want to watch these fuckers eat. It's nasty. It's just like eating with their fingers and lots of horrible slopping open from chewing
0: wine. yeah it's yeah, something else
1: it's, oh it's awful
0: well it's important to note that during this scene the uh, one of the nondescript white guys uh, the one that was friends with Sylvia and had like told her about the satanic ritual in the beginning of the movie and told her oh yeah come and watch and hang out uh, he decides he does not want meat pies for breakfast so he doesn't eat the infected meat pies at this point he's just like Screw you guys! I'm gonna go sit on the porch and sulk. Which is fine because
1: the other people—that's just more rabies meat pies for the rest of them.
3: What happens if a human gets rabies? They go insane and die. Why do you ask? No reason, just curious. Mm-hmm.
1: So all the cult members are—the cult members are bitching because. Um, they have stomach cramps, or as one of them says, my gut hurts. I got a pain in my gut.
2: I got a pain in my gut. What does that mean? Cramps. <laughs> Devil's cramps, huh? <laughs> it comes in mysterious ways, Rallo. None of us feel well, Horace. The food must have been spoiled. Yeah, they're anxious to unload those meat pies off on us. I think they've done it deliberately.
1: Well, and the reason they all have pain in their in, in, in their goody parts is because they've been infected with rabies and don't
0: know it. But, and this is when shit just goes insane.
1: Yeah, the black guy, whose name is Rollo, Rollo just st- stabs the shit out of a guy like ten times and kind of challenges Horace for leadership of the cult, but unfortunately they can't talk anymore. All they can do is just be violent. So there's like <laughs> axe versus sword fights between those two, and the other cult members are going out of their minds too. Um, but the they thing kind of, of
0: scatter. They all
1: just run separate directions, right? So they cut. Yeah, they all kind of skewed off, but go go in their own little crazy way. Um, one of the girls of the cult. Uh, What's her name? Molly. Molly actually kind of winds up back at the damn construction camp, where she is going to be passed back and forth like a deck of cards, but that doesn't work out the way they want it to either because, yeah, she's crazy and she has hydrophobia, so they throw her into the shower, which is right where you want someone who's afraid of water. But, yeah, apparently she just... She bangs them all. She just bangs mm-hmm. them all. And they all wake up with, you know, I can I can see waking up with, like, gonorrhea or, oh, why does it hurt when I pee? But to wake up with fucking rabies foaming at the mouth and wanting to kill everything in your path.
0: That's no pussy, harsh, man. No
1: pussy is worth that.
0: Yeah. Can you, is is rabies an STD? I, I don't. I think she was biting all of them. Oh,
3: well, regardless, it is
0: in this movie because yeah. it, it seems like every one of the motherfuckers that were working on that dam end up getting rabies. So the rest of the movie is literally people running around, chopping up people and animals and like fighting. And there's lots of foaming at the mouth. It looks like everybody has just gotten a mouthful of shaving cream and they're drooling. <laughs> and so there's spittle flying and there's heads being lobbed off and legs being lobbed off. And it is fucking insane. Well, there's, there's this one bit where the the pregnant chick with the bad wig and even worse haircut under the wig runs off with the mute. And <laughs> I don't know what's up with the mute's hair. Her hair is just as bad as the weird mullet. It was 1971. It's all straight. And then she's got like this little wisp of bangs in the front. And instead of them just kind of hanging or her straightening them or swooping them to the side, she's got them like plastered in these three rays on her forehead. Like (laughs) it's so fucking weird. I don't even know. Anyway, they're, they're running away because they're scared shitless and they have been walking for a long time. And Prego girl is like, I can't walk any further. And they kind of sit down in this person's yard next to a farmhouse. And this woman that lives there sees them and she comes out and she's like, Oh my God, please come in, you know, get out of the heat. You're pregnant. And so they go into this woman's kitchen and, and, uh, She's like, you ought to be a, in a hospital in your condition. And, and Prego girl is like, well, we've just been walking for so long and we haven't had anything to eat. And the woman's like, oh, well, I'll get you something to eat. So she turns to the, the countertop and she's got like a whole fucking ham sitting there already cooked, you know, for reasons unknown because everybody has a whole ham cooked. That's sitting what in ham kitchen. is
1: for. It's <laughs> like a fucking air
0: freshener. Definitely not that. But she's got one of those electric carving knives sitting there next to it. So she turns it on and she starts carving this ham and she's making them ham sandwiches out of, out of this huge leg of ham that's sitting there. And the mute girl is watching her. And she's, like, mesmerized by this fucking electric carving knife. So once the woman turns it off and sets it down, the mute girl picks it up and turns it on. And somehow, without the woman, like, reacting or walking away or just, like, punching the shit out of her, she cuts the woman's hand off. Yeah. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm thinking it would take an awful lot. For you to sneak up on somebody with one of those fucking electric carving knives and chop off their goddamn <laughs> hand. I don't think she was trying to be stealthy. I don't think there's <laughs> well, any stealth to it. But,
1: you know, with th- somebody in the movie says the hydrophobia actually increases your desire for raw flesh. Right. So it makes sense that... You would just cut some woman's hand off and start gnawing on it like a like, like a piece of pickled sausage.
0: Sure, sure. Why not? So Prego Girl runs off terrified and leaves the mute behind, and she disappears in the woods somewhere. Well, throughout this whole thing, Sylvia and the no-name white dude that didn't eat the infected meat pies have hooked up. And they found the little kid, and they're all running around hand in hand, the three of them, just willy-nilly throughout the whole town, just back and forth. (laughs) It's like, run this way. No, let's run this way. Oh, my God, let's run this way. So during their running. Um, they come across Prego Girl sitting in the woods, and and she's crying and just really distraught. And she was like, you've got to help me. I don't know what's going on. And he goes, you don't know? And she's like, no, what What do you mean you don't know? I don't know anything. And he's like, you've been infected with rabies. And she just, like, flips out, was like, you've got to get me to a hospital. you got to help me. And they're like, no. <laughs> there's no, there's no, no help you <laughs> so they all three run away from her and she takes off her wig and you see her horrible haircut again and she's laying there just crying and all distraught and she looks over to her side and there is a stake in the ground not like a beefsteak but like you know a vampire killing implement and she picks she pulls it out of the ground and and impels herself on it, because that's what you do when you've got rabies and you're worried about your unborn child. That look on her face, though,
1: when she finally, you know, rams that stick through her uh, belly sack, whatever. I
0: don't know. Is that the technical term for it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That look on her face is pretty great. I kind of like that. To me, that's like... Almost like good acting.
0: That's true. Actually, I think she was like the only good actor in the whole movie, which is weird to say. Um, yeah, I'll agree with you on that point. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, all of the batshit crazy is escalating, and uh, one person we haven't really talked about much throughout this this whole kind of rehashing which I feel like is just really shitty <laughs> it's a really shitty overview of the madness of this movie but it really is just epic in the level of batshit crazy but there is the, the fucking Barbie cousin, Skipper what would you say her name was? Martha? Mildred Mildred, the other M name why am I having such a hard time remembering I these characters' know. names? guess because they're all just kind of dumb, but Mildred, oh my God! So Mildred has this infatuation for I guess he's the foreman over the the dam building yes. project. Yes, Um, he's and the his dam, name dam is, manager. He is the dam manager, and isn't his name Dan?
1: I, it might be Dan the Dam Manager.
0: I think his name is Dan the Dam Manager. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it's just the worst kind of stereotypical, oh, I'm the female, and oh, I'm the man, and you should listen to me because I am smart, and you are irrational and emotional. You have a and, vagina. Oh, I know I am. You're so brave and strong and so smart, and it just makes me want to grab her by the shoulders and shake her. But anyway, through the whole film, she's driving back and forth to the dam to talk to Dan, the dam manager, about all the crazy shit that's going on. And he keeps telling her, oh, you're overreacting. I have to work on this dam, and I can't come to town right now. And she's like, oh, you don't care about me. And he's all like, oh, that's not true. I'll come as soon as I can. And she's like, oh, you're right. I'm overreacting. And anyway, so... (laughs) So Mildred is at Dan the damn manager's insistence has stayed at the bakery while he goes to try to get help and figure out what the hell's going on in the town, and she has holed herself up inside the bakery. So the kids, who are still running around hand in hand, like some kind of weird daisy chain running away from all of these freaking rabid town folk, um, they finally get back to the bakery. And they're, like, pounding on the door, let us in, let us in. And she's all like, "Ah." let us out, let us out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she's hiding from them because he's warned her, oh, you don't know who's infected, so don't let anybody in. And she's so she's scared and she's hiding in there with a shotgun, which she acts like she can't hold. Um, so the kids are beating on the door and she's like, oh, I don't want to let them in. And she's hiding. And so last second, all of these rabid dam workers are closing in on them and. They grab the white dude whose name I don't know because he doesn't really matter. Andy, was that his name?
1: His name is Andy.
0: They chop his head off.
1: Her name is Mildred.
0: Okay. You're never going (laughs) to let me live that down, are you? (laughs) Anyway, they chop his head off, which is pretty cool. Like I don't know why all of the dam workers have machetes, but they do they're all running around brandishing either a machete or like just a giant stick
1: cuz you got to clear that that ground mm-hmm. to build the dam
0: I thought you built dam in water
1: You Well, yeah, but not completely in water. I mean, there's part of the dam that's in the water, but then you've got to do part of it on the ground too. Otherwise, you're Um, just going to have a dam that washes away, (laughs) which doesn't make a bit of damn sense.
0: (laughs) All right, so they chop off Andy's head, and at the last second before they attack uh, the – whatever that girl's name and the little kid – Mildred lets them into the shop and then she shuts the door. So, and then there's this scene where the rabid construction workers like bust through. They like break open the windows and break down the door and they're all in the bakery and the three of them that are left are hiding in the cellar. And it's like, holy shit, this looks like. Like, you know, 20 zombie films that I've seen where the people who are not yet infected are hiding in the cellar and the zombies are coming in. And they're all like, I don't know if we're going to live. And, you know, there's some woman standing there with a shotgun, trembling, waiting for them to come down the stairs, which they do. And uh, But only one of them. And um, she shoots him in the face. And then they run back out of the bakery, which amazingly is now void of any construction workers with rabies and they make it to the car and well they almost make it to the car like the two kids make it to the car and then mildred gets cornered by the construction workers and she finds a water hose <laughs> and she just starts spraying them like yeah
1: like, like dogs in your front yard fucking that you don't <laughs> want
0: there get away psst. yeah Yeah, so she fights them off with a water hose, and she gets in the car, and they roll up the windows, and she's trying to start the car, and of course it doesn't start, and all of the construction workers with their machetes and the head of Andy and their giant sticks (laughs) are beating on the car, and... They end up rolling the car, and the next thing you know, finally, fucking cops show up, and they just start shooting the shit out of everything moving, like shotguns and rifles and and handguns, all just going batshit nuts on everything that's moving in Town Square, and they shoot up everything. And then suddenly, Dan, the dam manager, comes running up and stops the sheriff (laughs) and— (laughs) And one of the most, this scene, this movie is full of really corny dialogue, but he grabs the sheriff and he goes, what are you doing? There might be a woman in that car. And so the sheriff is like, (laughs) stop, cease fire. And everybody stops shooting and they go running over to the station wagon. Of course, all of the rabid guys are dead at this point, and they run over there, and they open up the back door to the station wagon. And, of course, the kids come out, and Mildred comes out, and she's like, oh, Dan, and throws her arms around him, and it's, that's stupid. But they didn't get shot amazingly enough in their overturned car because 70s. They don't make cars like they did in the 70s. That's right. That's American steel. That's right. I'm surprised it didn't blow up, though, because everything was flammable in the 70s. That's
1: also true. So So, that was a rare and lucky thing. (laughs) Yeah. So at the end, (sighs) they they kill all of the rabies infected people. And (laughs) the sheriff says,
2: "Eh." well, what can you say? At least the poor bastards have been put out of their misery, because death by hydrophobia is agony.
0: <laughs> and that's it. That's the last line in the movie. That's and it. And then you get the scene of the kid walking through a field while this just whatever horrible music plays. But see, he's got a gun in his hand while he's doing it.
1: He's just walking Hello. off and, Huh? I said, I know, why? I think he's going to, I think he realizes that that whole thing was his fault, and he's walking out into the forest to kill himself.
0: Oh, my God.
1: That's what I think.
0: Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow.
1: Does that seem wrong to you?
0: That seems grim to me. I don't well, know if that's wrong. It's
1: grim as shit, but I still think it's right.
0: It's was like, the wow. Seventh.
1: I was really angry and I let my anger take hold of me. And now, fucking the entire town is dead. I get this.
0: Everybody died except for Dan, the damn manager, and fucking Mildred, and Charlotte, and the kid. It's like, tops. grandpa died. He yep. got skewered to the side of the barn with a fucking pitchfork. Everybody, of course, in the satanic tribe died. And Andy, poor little white guy who didn't even want to be with the satanic cult in the first place, his got his head chopped there, off. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, now instead of 40, they're down to like four. Yeah.
1: And that's yeah. it. There you go. That's um <laughs> That's I Drink Your Blood in a
4: Nutshell. Well not from a nutshell, in a nutshell.
1: And now there's weird machinery and I don't I don't know why, but you know what? All this talk about meat pies has got me hungry. I think it's time to check in with Al McPherson and see what he's whipped up to go along with I Drink Your Blood. So, hey, welcome to this episode segment of The Devil Eats
2: Out. You, you can have dinner with us. You like head cheese. My brother makes it real good. You like it. Do you know what you said, do? Right bananas, you put them in a bowl and you put some sugar and you go ahead and bake it for four hundred. You can go ahead and pull it out and have yourself banana bread. Hallelujah.
4: Pancakes. Pancakes. No
2: pancakes. Pancakes. No pancakes. Nah, no, fuck off. I'm full.
5: Uh, you know what? I, I am just—I've all day. I've been looking forward to hearing when uh, when this next episode drops. Your synopsis for this film.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh.
5: <laughs> I was trying to explain it to a coworker today, a, a, my a, my server today, who's a, quite a horror buff and. She's actually worked on a lot of like genre flicks around here. She and her husband, like, her, her husband was like big in uh, the whole production of Hobo uh, with a Shotgun and all of those guys' stuff.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, cool.
5: Yeah. So I was like trying to describe I drink your blood to her. <laughs> And her reaction was generally something to the effect of, like, I've wasted my whole life. How come I didn't know about this?
0: (laughs) Well, we were just talking about that. I was like, holy shit. I feel like our synopsis and description of that movie was just – as insane as the movie itself <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if anybody could follow that so I guess we'll see when we're sober and X gets done working his magic uh, how yeah. well that comes out
5: <laughs> well, I don't think there's any other way that can play out so you know it's
1: just really something you just have to see to believe I and know then, and then even after you've seen it you're still like what the fuck was that?
5: Well, how many high-concept, like, Bizarro films, you know, have you had described to you? And then when you see it, it's kind of a bit of a letdown?
1: Yeah, precisely.
5: But this is one of the ones that's just like, no, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to keep this in your face completely.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. watching
1: this shit, because it's weird. (laughs)
5: Uh, Yeah, no, no, thanks for... I haven't seen this since, like... For oh I don't even know if it was like a real VHS but it was probably I'm sensing taped off of something maybe like a third gen boot or something like that Wow. so it was uh yeah so it was kind of like revisiting a fever dream so that was that was, uh, greatly appreciated that
1: makes, yeah that makes sense so obviously when we're talking about I drink your blood it's very it's it's a very food oriented film. <laughs>
5: More so than many genre films.
1: Yeah. So, what did you come up with for us to um, munch along with as we watch this fantastic movie?
5: Well, I I pretty much had to go with uh, a a bit of a variation on a pot pie. Nice. Uh, Largely because I couldn't get any rat kebab meat from... From a federally inspected meat packer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> federally inspected meat packer, that's beautiful. I that
1: when I was in college.
5: Yeah, I think that would actually be the name of, like, well, some variation of that would be, like, my wrestling heel faction. Would be the federally inspected meat packers or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do
0: you have a badge for that or what?
5: <laughs> I think you need a brand. <laughs> uh, Perfect. So, something on the leg and like purple ink or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I, no, I had to go with the meat pie kind of concept. But the big elephant uh, with that would definitely have to be the inclusion of blood in, in this uh, in this affair. So. Uh, that was the direction I wanted to go in. Um, so it's funny I've I've worked with blood in the past, and uh, uh, it shows up in a lot of uh, classically you see like you know blood puddings and sort of sausage preparations where it's you just like almost literally pour seasoned blood into a sausage casing and poach it and then it kind of like firms up. Uh, but you get some you get a lot of cool stuff in like Italy where they'll use uh, blood as like a thickening agent.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, so that's that's kind of what I wanted to go with. I thought I would do something, you know because it's kind of like an ingredient that people might have trepidation with uh, well, like on a surface level. So yeah, I thought so yeah yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, it's not the sort of thing you You know You usually like slop on your pancakes or something So uh, We don't have any in the pantry No and uh, I, uh, I was actually like I don't like to go into this sort of thing and just like Make something up and just You know just say oh this ought to work And I can bluff my way through it I do like to try the things out Myself before I actually you know, uh, Commit to describing it so I was running around like a madman trying to find some blood today. <laughs> so, and I live in a fairly rough area of town, so I figured I could pull that off one way or another. But uh, we have a great neighborhood butcher, and I uh, popped by there, and uh, lo and behold, he did have some frozen, uh, uh, sterile pig's blood for me. So. Uh, wow. So,
0: uh,
5: Oh, yeah, so it was a cute little, uh, like, one-pound bag, and, uh... Like for so that baby became... carry. <laughs> Very much! <laughs> oh, maybe there's something going on, actually. <laughs> I, I, I should have checked to see what the clientele base on this is, if there was, like... <laughs> Some people... A woman in dark clothing with a pram... Comes for the the night. <laughs> Actually, if I had known about this a little bit earlier, my whole whole Halloween costume thing might have gone a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I pe- I threw a few sneak preview photos up on the uh, Facebook group. Nice. <laughs> So uh, people can see some verification that yes, indeed, um, that's n- that's not Karo syrup. Uh, that's the real stuff. But uh, so basically, all I wanted to do, I I wanted to stick with kind of a traditional uh, sort of meat pie kind of filling. So we had some uh, uh, just some like beef like stew meat kind of uh, kind of a deal that I just braised with uh, carrots, onions, garlic, a lot of red wine. And, uh, just sort of, like, cooked that down until the meat was tender, but I deliberately left the, uh, the liquid kind of, uh, kind of loose and wet, and, uh, then began to ladle, uh, some of the blood into it, and the blood is, um, like, real blood, like a lot of, you, you look at, like, rare steak and stuff like that, and this is getting cookie and sciency, I guess, uh, you see the red juices that come out of that and people often talk about that being blood. That's not actually blood. That's myoglobin. Uh, so it's a related thing. It's kind of like slasher movies in Giallo. Uh, they're not exactly the same thing, but they're in the you know, similar ballparks, right? Um, but, uh, so the, the blood is usually drained out of the animal. It's bled out of the animal because um, blood in a raw form is not actually digestible. So, uh, but... The blood itself is actually pretty physically similar to egg whites. So it starts to thicken up at about uh, 75 degrees Celsius, which in your American temperatures is like a billion six or something like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar to the value of the Canadian dollar versus the uh, American dollar. It's uh, <laughs> a similar ratio. Um, and... Uh, but it's a brilliant thickener. So if you have something that's kind of like wet and you know you you want to gravy something up, if you just uh, work a little of that in and don't so I let just it.
1: just cut my finger, is what you're saying.
5: Exactly. Just... <laughs> you know, in a pinch. <laughs> just it's handy in a... it in. <laughs> in a professional kitchen, there's always knives. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a hurry. I mean, it's a lot faster than like cornstarch and water. You know, and you've got it right there, and the best part is if you go a little too far, then you get the rest of the night off. So, I
1: see. <laughs> of course, in Canada you have healthcare, you could you could deal with that stuff. Well,
5: yeah. we just do that for fun sometimes. Right. It's a good way to you know get together with friends and family you haven't seen in a while. You can meet up in the emerge, right. have a coffee. <laughs> It's all good. We have to justify her budgets, too, right? So, you know. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Uh, some. basically, I just wanted to use the blood as a way of, like, boosting the, uh, the thickness of the gravy. And uh, it, it actually has a really neat kind of... I mean it's it has this like more meat than meat kind of flavor to it. Like if if you're adverse to liver and some organ meat like that that are really irony, you might not go for it cuz it has I a was, little bit of that. Kind of,
1: I was kind actually of deal. going to ask if the red wine helped to take that iron taste out.
5: Absolutely. Okay. Sweet. Absolutely.
0: And the red yeah. wine uh. it, it'll take the taste out of anything.
5: Well, that's it's, especially if you go for the one for the pot, two for the cook kind of ratio uh, yeah. that's
0: how I and, cook uh, well, well
5: that, that, that's a pro tip right there like, um, they always tell you you should taste all your food but I mean your customers are drinking stuff too right? so it's kind of unfair if uh, you want to quality control as well so the other little embellishment that I put with this Let's, uh, the the uh, when watching the film, especially, uh, I would kind of wonder like how much the uh, Stouffer's frozen food people were paying for product placement for their little like frozen meat pies. Uh, but uh, so it's the pastry topping is another uh, another thing that you uh, you got to have on something like this. So I just wanted a little like effect of uh, a little puff or something on the top to give you some Christmas. And I'm going to – actually, I think I shot a photo of uh, a semi-finished uh, product to you. Um, but I uh, – and this is actually a useful cooking thing that people uh, might want to use for themselves. It's not too esoteric and it's easy to do. But um, – a, a puff pastry or any of the doughs that are kind of like super flaky like that, the, uh, the technical term for them is a, a laminated dough. And that refers to anything that would be like uh, puff pastry or brioche or croissant dough, where the idea is that there's sort of layers of, of like your flour, water, basic dough that rather than like a a proper pie crust where there's fat like combined into it there's like layers of fat flour fat flour and they build up like that and that's why they get super puffy and crunchy like that
0: so it's middle-aged dough
5: exactly (laughs) you've got
0: layers (laughs) of fat
5: (laughs) 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 oh that's good i'm feeling that Um, so, a few years ago, I came up with my cheater's version of that, when you, when you want that kind of effect and you don't have a whole lot of time. And the key to it is uh, flour tortillas. So, if you t- basically take, like, a flour tortilla, which is, you know, just like a thin layer of, well, flour and liquid, usually. Uh, uh-huh. That's pounded together. Take a bunch of them and just smear some butter in between them in kind of like a chunky fashion. Pound It out really hard with like a rolling pin or something like that. And uh, just kind of like wrap it in plastic, let it chill up a little bit in the fridge. And then you bake that, it will puff up.
0: Wow.
5: That's awesome. A little bit of the pastry dough. Yeah. So uh, that's what I just used on the top of that. And I kind of cut it into a sort of a decorative, generic, like spooky looking shape. Um... <laughs> And, uh, I, I will, I, I'll save that one in the back pocket till the, uh, to the show drops. And then I'll uh, throw that up on the group. how I uh, finally presented that out. <laughs> oh, that's great. But there's your bloody meat pie where you're not necessarily <laughs> drinking your blood, but you are slopping it down.
1: That's fantastic. <laughs> um, how many calories does rabies add to the beef pie? <laughs>
5: Now, funny enough, it's one of those things that uh, the, uh, it doesn't add a significant amount of calories in and of itself. However, it does boost your glycemic index, so you will be burning more calories relative to what it puts in. So it is a good dietary technique. That's
1: fantastic. I've yeah, It's not
5: quite as good as my raw chicken diet. I guarantee you will... <laughs> In the first 72 hours of being on Al's patented raw chicken diet, you will lose 30% of your body weight. And the resultant nausea that will go for the weeks afterwards will help you maintain. I don't know
1: why you're not the star of women's magazines across the continent. <laughs> oh, God.
5: <laughs> I'm, I'm results oriented. What can I say?
1: That is so, like. You know, Women's World Daily or whatever the hell <laughs> I see at the grocery store and never buy. Ew. <laughs> mm-hmm. can trichinosis work for you?
5: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, yes, it can.
5: How amputation can get your bikini bud back.
1: <laughs> right.
5: <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, that's cool.
1: uh, well thank you, man. That was a that's well,
0: a thank good you. recipe.
1: Um, I actually do want to try that. I want to try that whole tortilla puff pastry idea. I think that's
5: fantastic. If, if nothing else, <laughs> give that a whirl. It'll you know, it'll if nothing else, you'll get buttery nachos out of it.
0: Mm. Hey, I'm all about that. Yeah.
5: All yeah, cool. right. <laughs> all right.
0: Well thanks,
1: man. We'll um all right. We will talk Enjoy to you the later, vodka. and we're looking forward to more. We're looking forward to the pictures of the finished product in the face. Got it in the Facebook group page, which everybody should fucking be in by now.
5: Fuck well, yeah. they better be. I mean, they are. Crazy. I'm assuming because that's just crazy not to.
1: I know. But, you know, some people <laughs> just aren't joiners.
5: Uh, I suppose, like that that friggin' guy in the cult with the blonde hair, and you know how he wound up.
0: Oh, Headless. Yeah, the
5: <laughs> headless on a porch. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. Think about it, kids. Well, if you're a Nova Scotian or a Halifaxian, you should check out Picnic and experience the food of Alan McPherson yourself.
1: I just like to say Nova Scotia. It sounds like a space station. <laughs> it does. We get to do a nominal orbit around Nova Scotia.
0: all right kids we'll be back in a bit with more about i drink your blood including the fastest movie breakdown on the internet three questions hold tight
2: black anise horror podcast the podcast that will change your life forever
4: that is not what that's not no
2: intense
4: this is going to be filled with spoilers
2: so insightful that you will question your place in the universe.
4: I don't like gore.
2: Mind blowing.
0: Repetition of the repetition. Is that a word? That is now a word.
2: Inspiring.
0: It's almost like a little advertisement.
2: Life changing. It's one of two things all the way through. Either predictable or stupid. Black Anna's horror podcast. Exclusively available on the Legion Podcast Network.
0: Welcome back. Let's jump right into America's favorite game of quasi-criticism. Three questions. Three questions.
2: Stop. Who would cross the bridge of death must answer me. these questions. These questions. Er, the other side, you see. <laughs>
0: Question number one, is I Drink Your Blood a devil movie?
2: Um,
1: I think so. I mean, there's definitely a satanic cult in it, a satanic cult of hippies (laughs) who call themselves the sons and daughters of Satan. So, (laughs) yeah, there's one level that's total devil movie.
0: Nope. No. No. This is a this is a movie about fucking acid heads who get rabies and are just assholes to everybody in a small town. But there's no makes them assholes. <laughs> he does not. The fact that they're assholes makes them assholes. They are assholes for the devil. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) All right. So
1: I say yes, you say no. Okay. That's fine. That's happened before. Right. So question two. On a scale of one to six, how many devil horns do you give I drink your blood?
0: (sighs) I know you really love this movie.
1: Oh, you're going to hurt me, aren't you?
0: I really Don't love this movie.
1: Oh my god,
0: (laughs) what? Why? I know. It's. uh, I would give it a two, maybe.
1: You know that that, that sound you're hearing right there? That's called Stunned Silence.
0: How many Devil Horns High would you give it? I'm going to give it five. Really? Uh, Yeah, really? There is
1: something amazing about this movie. It's got weird. It's just this weird twitchy energy to it that I really just love. And, you know, people always bitch about horror now. Nobody comes up with any original concepts. Well, get more original than this.
0: Fucking rabies-infected meat pies? Yeah, it is original. I'll give you that. But I feel like every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, Ugh. Is it over yet?
1: Wow, because it feels really fast to me.
0: It is very fast-paced. Yeah, that's true. It's just, I don't know. There are things about this movie that just drive me bananas like fucking what's her face Mildred and (laughs) fucking Dan the damn manager and then little Bobby Hill and then that just twatty girl that gets beat up by the Satanists and then still goes back to Andy I guess at least Andy got decapitated that was nice
1: Okay, so we're bleeding over into question three now.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> question three is: Why should our listeners watch "I Drink Your Blood," or should they? I think you just gave your answer. <laughs> Probably did. You've got more to add. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'll watch it. Um I guess just don't have really high standards when you do. <laughs> See,
1: and I say watch it because it is crazy early seventies just strangeness. It doesn't really follow a whole lot of models, you know. It doesn't really follow a lot of formula, so it's just it's just nuts. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it before, it's just like where the fuck is this movie gonna go now? What is this person <laughs> what is this person doing? Why is this person doing this? Who the fuck I why, why can't I remember his name? You know, just stuff <laughs> like that. And it's really to me it's really enjoyable. And holy shit, this Blu ray from Grindhouse, my God, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll the, give you that. The transfer on this is fantastic, right down to where you could read. <coughs> excuse me, you could read the little, um, the little movie ad inside the bakery about what movies are playing at the local drive-in.
0: <laughs>
1: so amazing! It was the Boatniks, by the way. They were playing the Boatniks. What um, the
0: fuck is a Boatnik?
1: It's an old Walt Disney movie with Bob Crane. Instead of the beatniks, they had boats. They were the
0: boatniks. Mm-mm. No.
1: No, that happened, and it's too late no. for you to do anything <laughs> about it.
0: No. <laughs> you
1: deny, deny, deny all you want, but that shit happened. But also, one of the reasons that this movie is famous is because it was on a, a double bill with a movie called I Eat Your Skin. So it was I Drink Your Blood, I Eat Your Skin, and that was the whole double feature. This fucking Blu-ray set has I Eat Your Skin with it, so you can recreate that double feature whenever you want. It's fantastic.
0: All That's really cool.
1: Is, all you need to do is just get your floors really sticky, and <laughs> I don't know, bring in some milk duds from the glove box. I don't know, however you do things. But you can Might have...
0: Throw out really long. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Right? Wear wear a trench coat.
0: (laughs) Macrame (laughs) that shit.
1: Yeah. Put up a macrame owl somewhere. (laughs) Don't even worry about, you know, sexually transmitted diseases. So, free love.
0: And rabies for all.
1: That's right. (laughs) So, anyway, yeah. Oh my God. Fucking buy this Blu ray set praise whatever God you serve for it because it is it is fine and you know what also while you're watching the unabated glory that is I drink your blood you might as well do what the title says and drink
0: blood eh eh,
1: no Uh, sangria probably sangria because sangria is the Spanish word for blood
0: Oh, sangria is delicious.
1: It's blood. <laughs> not literally.
0: <laughs> it's, not, it's not literally.
1: No, you're drinking blood cootie. You're drinking blood cootie. How does it taste? You're eating maggots, Michael. You're eating, <laughs> you're eating maggots, Michael. <laughs> KTG ain't nothing to fuck
0: with. Oh, my gods. Are you finished yet? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. Because it's time for Drinking with the Devil, where your love of movies meets your disdain for your own liver.
1: Drink! Every time Horace Bones says, let it be known. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, drink every time Martha, Margaret, Mary... Mildred! Skiprid, Mildred... Martha, like, Mary, yes. Marcy, May, Marlene... <laughs> Her. Every time she looks vapidly at Dan the damn builder manager.
1: Drink every time Pete, the little kid, picks up something that's way too heavy for
0: him. <laughs> Drink every time Grandpa gets, you know, something stupid happens to him. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: wow!
0: A few times.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's more than once. <laughs> and finally. Uh, for our Grandmaster Challenge. I don't even know what to do right now. Um,
0: Drink. Every time somebody foams at the mouth, that's a Grandmaster Challenge.
1: Dude, yeah, but you know what? Every time you come up with a Grandmaster Challenge, I really think you're just trying to kill everyone who listens. So.
0: <laughs> like, well, you know, <laughs> I think that, the, the the title Grand Master should apply to someone who could literally accept the challenge and conquer it. So if you yep. can do that, then you are the Grand Master of yeah, drinking but with if a If You go
1: fucking fun game, fun game, fun game. Alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Call the CDC. <C-C-C-C>.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> No. 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 <laughs> well, is that acceptable or not? Do you have a yes, disclaimer? Yes, I'm waiting for you to do the disclaimer. <laughs> all right. well, I didn't know. No, that's fine. It's just
1: dangerous as all hell.
0: <laughs> oh gods! Well, kids, please keep in mind. We don't agree with alcohol abuse or underage drinking. However, they've They've always
1: worked worked for for us. All right. Now that we've had fancy food and plenty of booze, it's time for us to drop our guard and start revealing dangerous secrets about ourselves. It's time for Ask the Goat where we answer your questions and you question our answers. Puss your love letter. Straight from my heart, fucker. You know what a love letter is? It's a bullet from a fucking gun, fucker.
2: You receive a love letter from me.
0: You're fucked forever. And just a quick reminder that you can always send us a question anytime on the goat line. The number is 865-309-4969. Or you can even send us an MP3 file with your question to ask the goat at kissthegoat.com. Who's our first question from X?
1: Well, it's from our favorite Angry Ginger besides you, Matthew Tangent.
0: <laughs> I'm Matthew.
5: Hey guys, this is Matt the Angry Ginger again. And I actually only had one question. I'm not gonna be greedy this week. But my question is of all of all the movies all the devil movies you and uh, X and Cootie have watched. Um, what one has uh, creeped you out or unsettled you the most? Um, You know, of, of all the movies. Mainly de- devil movies, but if, if you need to
2: explain to Supernatural, that's cool too. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Bye.
0: Devil movie that has unsettled us the most. Huh. Um, that is a good question. I'm trying to think, like collectively the two of us has there been a devil movie that you and i have both agreed on that was just like oh fuck totally creeped the fuck out by that Uh, because i I mean i I know what my personal answer is like the devil movie that most unsettled me and fucked me up the hardest um well
1: i don't think we have to have one specific movie for both
0: of us Okay, okay. Um, well, I've, I think I've said this before on this show, but the one that fucked me up the most and is still just, like, really scary to me was the original Exorcist. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You too? Or are you just no. saying, yeah, I know, that one fucked me up No, I was saying I like... thought
1: there was going to be more to, to, to <laughs> what you were saying. Um... <laughs> It was not The Exorcist for me. It was John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. That's the one that really kind of... Oh.
0: That
1: kind of fucked me up. The, um... Not so much the shit with, like, the homeless people and, you know, people being made out of insects and stuff like that. It was more like the, uh, oh, I don't want that in my mouth, and, uh, oh, I don't. I wish my girlfriend wasn't trapped behind a mirror for all eternity. You know? shit. <laughs> like that. That's where I was like, oh, so mm-hmm. yeah, Prince of Darkness for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I really love that one too, uh, and I think that um, Exorcist 3 was another one for me that was really hard-hitting. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see, who's next? So, it's our old friend Chuck Knight. Chuck! the high priest and priestess of, uh,
1: podcasting gun, I guess whatever. Anyway, uh, this is Chuck from Memphis, and I was calling. I don't really have a question for the show. I just want you to know that um, you guys are helping me get through some serious tough times right now. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the humor. I appreciate the laughter and the jokes, and, and it's helping me get through some tough times. So no questions this time, but wanted to drop in and say keep up the good work and uh, love you guys and talk to you soon. Take care. Well, that's cool. I mean...
0: That is cool. I don't, even,
1: I don't really know how to react to that. Um,
0: <laughs> Chuck, um, I am really glad that you're a fan. We have always appreciated your input and uh, we think you're a cool guy. We we. Ah. really like having you on board and if if our drunken ramblings can bring you a little ray of hope and sunshine when then you're you going through some shit of a <laughs> right but that warms my heart i'm so glad because you know um sometimes life is shit and all we can do is reach out to the people that we relate to and we're glad to be here for you man
1: that's
5: right man
0: yeah, Yeah, I'm, I,
1: I got to meet Chuck in person, and that was a lot of fun. We got to hang out with the homeless <laughs> people
0: by the McDonald's <laughs> on, on the strip. I'm sad I missed it. It was fun hearing your side of that, though.
1: <laughs> it was really fun. Um, <laughs> hey, that looks like it's going to do it for this episode of Kiss the Goat. I want to uh, throw some thanks out to Bo at Legion Podcast for keeping everything rolling for us.
0: Thanks, Bo. And I'm going to invite all of you guys, please join the Kiss the Goat uh, Facebook group for, you know, great content from us and from our beloved acolytes.
1: I want to thank Method Man, Ice Cube, RZA, Jizza, Raekwon.
0: What? what, Why?
1: They've been inspirational.
0: (sighs) Thanks to you our listeners, because you just keep listening. I had no idea you were so strong-willed. I can see that once something enters your mind, nothing will change it for you.
1: Until next time,
0: my name is X. And I'm Curdy. Hell, <laughs> <laughs>
1: And he was just like, hey, I know I raped you a couple of days ago. Are you okay? I
5: was like, women, am I right?
1: You uh. want to get dinner?
5: Oh my god. Okay, my brain's shutting down now. I was going backwards.
0: It just started playing. I don't know why. That's <laughs> the weirdest thing. Like the of the <gasps> Yes! Oh! <laughs> like, I didn't even... I don't know why that happened. All I did was start Skype, and I did a test call, and after the test call was through, it started playing Interstate Love Song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, wait a minute... Where's that coming from? I have like stupid heartburn. It's pissing me off. Yeah, right? Probably.
1: OK. All right.
5: Everything
1: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> right. about you, darling, is you're not stubborn at all. Who, me? Yeah, you.
0: <sighs> oh, my mm. God, oh. not you,
1: but I need to come in there and pee so.
0: I think I can read this just fine I turned it sideways and it's better So
1: <laughs> Yeah Yeah, it'll oh yeah, be fine You'll have that
0: <laughs> What, turning it sideways and it being better?
1: Yeah, bet really hey. That's just that's just about the angle That's all that uh, is.
0: Excuse me
1: oh. Oh,
0: I hey, am, I'm gross
2: you so nasty, baby
0: I like it a lot Right Right
1: oh, I guess that's as big as it gets, so That's what she said
0: uh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Kiss the Goat I wasn't ready. I was
2: drinking. <laughs> Alright, let's try uh, again. Give <laughs> me a cold um, oh, mold.
0: <laughs> oh shit, I'm killing. Straight out of cleavage. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> even better.
0: Soppy, right. sticky, wet. Okay. That's that's fine. This is all under your control, my dear.
5: Shit.
2: (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Is it?
1: Uh huh. Huh. I'm not so sure I've heard those words come out of your face before.